welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. What's up? I want to Wait, have you become addicted to saying what's up? For some reason, just if for you two, yeah. Just for Brian, I just want to go, what's up? I will say... And I think everybody turned the podcast off who was listening after that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, let me check out this oh dear, why is that now? <laughs> Any potential new entrance we had are now gone. But it was worth it. I will say it's worth it. And I will say back to you, what's up? Christian? What's up? All right, now we're joined by Natasha and Sarah, obviously two of our co-hosts, lovely wives. Oh, yeah. You can only speak if you say it was up. No. no. <laughs> what are you going to do, come here? Well, how much money would it take for you to say it was up, Sarah? Um, I would say $100,000. Really? Oh, I yeah. I was going to say 500. Wow. 500? 500? Seems reasonable, yeah. Brett, do you even have anything to give? <laughs> 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 uh, say, uh, Natasha, this is just a uh, formally fun hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brett, I'm going to see your bank statements before I agree to this. <laughs> I, yeah, speaking of, I did, uh, in, I've been attempting to file for unemployment. For the last honestly week, and it has been to no avail because New York's on uh, the website for it just is so bad. It I think they're overloaded. So, but they don't say they're overloaded. What it says is your session has timed out. And you, Whitmer, you're nodding your head. You you went through this, right? Yep. My yeah. best friend is going through this today. She said that if it takes you under a minute to fill out the page, it says your session has timed out. So she has to memorize every page because if she takes too long, it kicks you back to the beginning. So she compared it to a video game and she's like, you have to just like memorize each level to get to the final box. And last talk, she still hadn't been able to file. Oh my God, the final boss, it's like a 50 question page. It's like Super Mario Brothers, you're like, I'll get it. Yeah, you're like fucking level 28. I can't get past the social security level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, to the point where I even downloaded. They were like, uh, "Your session is timed out. Your browser doesn't work. The only browsers we accept, and this is true." are Internet Explorer, the Big E, the most notoriously outdated one, and then, actually, there might be one more outdated one, and then they said Netscape, (laughs) which I genuinely hadn't heard of since sixth grade computer class when I played Zumbinis on Netscape, and that is a reference that probably 98% of people don't know, Zumbinis and Netscape. Mozilla. Uh, Do you have Mozilla? That is the only thing you can get. Oh, I downloaded Mozilla. I downloaded. I try obviously in Chrome. Then tried on a Chrome incognito window. And um, yeah. And then Safari. 
And which, yeah, incognito window, we've agreed is just, it's actually two things for me. It's, well, now three, unemployment attempts, porn, and also paywalls for the New York Times. <laughs> that's what I use. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's what I use it for. That's all. I was going to say two things. A, isn't the New York Times free right now? Like, aren't they going like, fuck it, you can, we'll give you uh, the articles for free. I thought I saw that thing. Oh, because oh, I'm, I think it, it must be, well, Washington Post I don't think is, because I remember a couple weeks ago when Corona was really starting to heat up, and it's only ever been heating up, but I remember I saw an article, here are the five things you absolutely have to do to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. I clicked the article, and then it was behind a paywall. And I was like, yeah. well, fuck me. Well, fuck now. me. Number five was yeah. subscribe to the Washington Post. <laughs> I tried, and I, I couldn't figure it out. But the other thing I, I read was that if you um, – somebody posted something where they said if you file for unemployment at like 3 a.m., then you can get through because nobody else is doing it. But really? I, I had to call. Oh, so you really? can take, you can do the application over the phone. It's all automated. You give your answers. And then they told me, excuse me, they're like, um, all right, now to complete your application, you have to talk to you know, a representative. And then it says, all representatives are busy, so call back later. And I'm like, okay. So I called back like at least four times before I got through. And then I finally got through. And then After an hour. And then... Yeah, so, and then I had problems logging in to my account after I applied for it, so they told me to, to call this number, this, like, tech support number, and it, I was, it, like, wouldn't even dial out, it was so busy, but it finally dialed out, I was on hold for over an hour, and I got through, and this woman goes, oh, yeah, you're, uh, you're not in the right, uh, you didn't call the right number, or some bullshit, she's like, you, uh, you, you're talking, you're at the line where it's for companies, and you're not a company, you're a person. So I was like, so, and she's like, I'll, I'll transfer you. So it transferred me, and then it said, we're too busy, call back later. And I'm like, and then I finally got through with like incognito mode on Chrome, but it's, it was just a huge pain in the dick. You gotta be committed yeah. to get your couple hundred dollars. Yeah, I know, there's fucking money that we all buy in for, but you can't get, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know if you guys been. Some people are like, you shouldn't read the news right now. It's unhealthy. And you're like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> it's so arrogant to say that. You shouldn't read the news. Fuck you. We only have is free time. And this thing is serious. So this is the time where you do read the news. Don't act above it. That's how I feel. I think we got a... Uh, a news a work email that said like news readership was up 50 percent 51 percent of americans are increasing their consumption of news yeah so that's a pretty big number of people yeah. that are Sarah, you know my bonus hello tune into fox news to fund our faces well it is we funny didn't... though like we watch like I've never really watched Fox News that much but she watches it in the morning like that's her morning news I now. have to I know but it is it is hilarious because like you know if you watch CNN they're like Trump is doing terrible and Fox News everything in the morning is like so Trump is doing a great job and uh, <laughs> let's start there well 
Christian, there was that thing that got circulated online. I sent it to the group, and it was a poll that was on Fox News. On primetime, Lou Dobbs, the poll was, how is Donald Trump handling the coronavirus? And here were the three options. Superb, great, and very good. (laughs) And you're like... That can't be real. That has to be an onion article that or that's literally North Korean levels of adherence to a leader. That's what that is. Well the crazy yeah. thing is if you watch enough Fox he News, loves it, which man. I have, I'm Trump loves that shit. Like uh I'm watching Fox News in the morning going, you know, he's doing kind of a good job. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're turning. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know it's one of the biggest I think challenges of like our era is just the right information. And then how do I know that I'm not in my own cult or I'm not a victim of my own propaganda? I think I'm this, have this right information. I think I do. I'm pretty sure it's closer to right than some other stuff, but how the fuck do I don't know. Yeah. We hear all I can't stop yawning. You guys are boring me. Sorry, it's the wine and the shots. I know one way. I know one way I can wake you up with. Yeah. <laughs> now he's white. Now Whitmer is white. Sarah hates me, but Whitmer. I love. I love every interaction I see, like The Sims, and like when I just did that, like I see negative bars go over Sarah's head for how she feels about me. As someone who has been playing Sims 10 to 14 hours a day for the last two weeks, I appreciate that reference. That makes sense that, like, that's the game we're playing when we... This is the time... Stuff like learning how to play an instrument, but instead we just make our sim learn how to play an instrument. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like my sim is learning Japanese. I'm not. <laughs> Have you yeah, been talking but that's... like the Sims? Like their weird little language? Yeah. You're like that da 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 litter. Whatever they say. Oh man. Three seconds of the Sims before I have no idea how to play or exactly what it is. You would yell at it and hate it and curse it. That sounds right. Yeah, it checks out. Oh my god, Nick rearranged our spice cabinet today. And the neighbors definitely called 311 for domestic abuse because there was, he would like drop something and then it would roll around the floor. And he walked into the table yesterday and he fuck. And then went like this, like he was going to punch it in the face. Like he actually was just observing they're increasing day by day. You know, it pisses me off that every time something falls in my kitchen, there is a final destination change of chain of reaction to where it ends up with something crazy happening and something breaking. It's literally like if you filmed it, you'd be like, oh, there's no way that happened. That was just special effects. It's like one thing will hit one thing and fall into another thing, and then it'll roll over to the other thing. And then all of a sudden, my olive oil that it is filled up is on the ground, broken into a thousand pieces with olive oil over the floor. Like, how? And then it, it gets on Beavis, and then he lights on fire. <laughs> but it's really like, it, the only thing I can attribute, I can make it a comparison to, is the movie Final Destination. It makes no sense. Some of those deaths got really stupid towards the end. Like it was just like a Rube Goldbar. Uh, Rube Goldberg thing. 
Well, Final Destination now, which one was that? That was, what was that? That was when uh, it was about a bunch of teens. They went on a class trip on an airplane, and uh, they were supposed to die on that plane, and they got off for some reason. I think one of the Mark, was it Mark, Mark Wahlberg was, was on the plane. plane and <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened was is the character has a premonition yeah. of all of them dying. The the tray, remember the tray table thing was like loose. Uh, that was yeah. part of it. Every time I get on a plane, I like check that. Oh yeah, so that was the second one. The first one was a car accident. Oh, the yeah. first one was a car accident. Yeah, the second one. One of them was, was a roller coaster. Yeah. It was like a roller coaster. <laughs> and that, the premise the though, is that death is trying to catch up. Yeah, to because you, they right? didn't go on the plane, they were supposed to die. So death, who's like an invisible character in the movie, sort of, is killing them one by one in other ways yeah. because they were supposed to die on the. And but they the all die from these horror, freak accidents. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is literally amazing. It's a great horror movie. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Watch okay, it. It's like, so it's kind of like Saw-ish, but death is not a little mini clown. It's, it's Yeah, death is basically this invisible force that's correcting the wrong of them. They were supposed to die, so to bring, like, balance to the universe, death has to make sure that they die, so they die in all these crazy uh, ways. Yeah, really oh, cool. but I, don't tell me, but I imagine one of them lives, and it's probably the person we were rooting for the most. But don't tell me if that's true. And it, actually, you know what? Just tell me. I've started to have a policy of just spoil things for me. There's a lot of shit in the world. I'm never going to watch any of it. You have all the time now. Corleone dies. Michael kills him. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> I, but I, I, you say that, Natasha, and then, like, even tonight, I'm, like, you know, I'm watching a, the Netflix show with my sister and my brother and her husband, and even tonight, I'm watching it, I'm, like, oh, I gotta do a podcast. Oh, I don't have time to do the podcast. Oh even God. tonight. <laughs> I'm telling myself, like, I don't have time to do a fucking podcast. <laughs> I, I must be, I mean, I'm not, not necessarily an outlier in any of this but I watch my friends on Instagram and they're doing all this stuff like fun shit throughout the day I'm like I've got so much fucking work to do this is like for HR at least we have to stay glued to the news because the policies always change we have to inform our employees they have to let us know if you know they're running into any health issues it's like I've never worked yeah. this hard before it's crazy so. It's, it's so this is like DefCon 20 for HR members. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, you nodded your head too. Yeah, no, I feel I feel for you. We keep we get like ten emails from HR a day, but I feel like they all say nothing. I know, like stupid. You people are like politicians. They'll literally be like, you know, we discovered. 14 more cases of corona in the building. That being said, you guys are really hardworking and excellent. Can we you? Anything at all while you're at work doing your job. Yeah. Thank you. Management. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, those aren't easy to, to type up, Sarah. So. <laughs> but are friends really doing all that much stuff? Like, are they really doing... We, they... we have critical, for us um, in media, we have critical staff that keeps the news on the air so the news can't go down although our talent is you know they have home studios we still have broadcast operations broadcast operations isn't at home it can't be done virtually it has to be done on site so yeah we call them soldiers i guess 
to have to come in and do it. So you're, you're saying, saying not Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Cooper, Tucker Carlson, um, just as gay, Tucker Carlson cannot. <laughs> and I only say that because it would anger Tucker Carlson. Wait, Tucker Carlson's actually the one who drove to Mar-a-Lago and convinced Trump that um, the coronavirus was like a thing that he can be, he should be concerned about. So let's pick like Sean Hannity, but also it's ridiculous that Trump had to be convinced by Tucker Carlson to take this seriously. But also Trump is now, and I never was a person who really tried to put that much mental effort into Trump, but right now it's really impossible not to. And because uh, stuff that he's done might have a direct impact on certain loved ones of mine dying. Right. And that's not an exaggeration. That's very real. And I always, you know, so, but you're saying Tucker Carlson drove to Mar-a-Lago, drove to Mar-a-Lago, like he drove there? He has a house in Florida, so it wasn't like he drove from New York to Mar-a-Lago. But yeah, that's what they were talking about on The View today. Tucker Carlson drove to Mar-a-Lago and uh, convinced Trump to take this seriously or something. What a weird... <laughs> what? But why? Does your phone not work? Maybe he would take it face to face. I don't so know. questions. You know, <laughs> good for you. Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. Isn't it time we said thanks, Tucker? Tucker. <laughs> the weird thing about the weird thing about Trump is like you really have like you can get anything out of him you want as long as you're his friend. Like you know what I mean? He's like you have to be his friend already to like rationalize him. Like Kanye has gotten people free from prison. And like it's kind of nice to have. He'll sort of like talk to you. Yeah. That's so funny. He he really is just a a kid who wants to be like he's Michael Scott without. <laughs> Trump is more like Michael Scott than we've ever realized. Yeah. He's, if he was less endearing and more bully, like. That's yeah. That's unfortunate to hear, though. <laughs> did you did you see that clip of uh, the at the the White House? They were doing a press conference, and one of the reporters said that Mitt Romney is in isolation, and Trump was literally like, he was literally like, "Oh no, Mitt Romney is in isolation. Oh, that's terrible news. Like totally like so sarcastic. Like basically saying like, oh, I hope he's dead. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I did see that, and. It's yeah. I, I it, Jordan made, and I'm quoting my brother Jordan here, who had a phenomenal point about Trump. Everyone always says he's so funny. Jordan's point is this, so I'm stealing a point, and it's a great one, I think. Trump is not that funny. The funny comes from the stakes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if Trump had said all all this stuff as just a guy, if you were at a bar. And, uh, for example, Roseanne Donald came up and your buddy goes, oh, that fat pig. You'd be like, wow, wow, that's egregiously unfunny. But because he's in the most powerful position in America, we are like, it creates this incongruency in our brains that is funny. It's like if the Pope 
wore a basketball, basketball jersey. jersey. It's it's, it's the yeah. stakes. Yeah. It's the context. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, the yeah. It's, it's like, like a basketball jersey isn't funny. It's, it's his position that makes it feel like it's funny because it's so. Like, like not, not okay. okay. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and it's, it's also like, like juxtaposed to every president in history has always been super presidential, presidential and like, you know, and then there's this guy. guy. So, so it's, it's that, that too. It's, it's like, like next, next to every, every other president, president, he also looks even crazier. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, we, we definitely, definitely need to, I, I hope, you know, Trump supporters throw away the idea that he tells it like it is because if there's, one, One time, time that has showed that, that he does, does not tell it like it is, it is right now. He's, he's literally saying, like, oh, we should just go, go back, back to work in the next two weeks, probably. My Republican friend texted me that he hopes to be, we, he hopes we're all back to normal next week. I mean, they, they're not going to yeah, believe, they're not going to see everybody. He said by Easter that he wanted everybody to be back to work yep. at Easter. Yep. But he changes every day, so tomorrow he could say he wants everything back next week. You know what I mean? If Tucker Carlson makes a drive, then everything changes minds. All of this is in the hands of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson drives out there. We're assessing like the whole sort of situation. Like recently on the news, I don't know if you guys heard, but on one of the cruises that have been docked for two weeks. They, they're still finding traces of COVID-19 on all their stuff. So mm -hmm. you can be isolated or self-quarantined for two weeks, but you know not everybody is spraying all this disinfectant stuff around their home. So you could still walk out and still give it to, like, I don't know yeah. how long this cycle is gonna go on for. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's spreading so fast and uh, there's just no way to, I mean, there, you can obviously test people, but like, so many people have gotten it that don't know it. I, I could have it right now. Like I haven't been checked. I don't like. And we keep ordering food. And I, <laughs> I had a friend today who was like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not cooking every day." I mean, I also have to support the small businesses near us, right? Yeah. That too, so. I mean, we know you're not cooking every day. But <laughs> I'm really good at ordering food. It is a skill. Yeah. Same. Thank you. Same. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me let me ask you this question, and, uh, and this is what I think. I bet both Sarah and Natasha are good at doing, and it's something I'm really bad at. And I'm actually more difficult, even though I sound chill. For example, when when your partner asks, "What are you in the mood for?" I'm a type of person who says, "Oh, I'm down for whatever." That's actually more difficult. Yeah. yeah, because it doesn't narrow the search. Yeah. I feel like Natasha, you specifically are very good at actually having a directive. Oh, I am. Like, I'm like, I want I, want I know exactly what I want. There's only two things, Thai or sushi. No, 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 no. There's not only two <laughs> things. There are times where I'm up for Italian or pizza or Chinese. Mm. But I know, I'm really good. I know what you want outside of Thai. Yeah. I'm like, you want this? Do you want sushi tonight? Ooh, I could do that. I'm like, I know you cook because I know what you want tonight, so... But yeah, I'm pretty decisive. <laughs> Sarah, same question. Yeah, I, I'm decisive as well. I just have like really specific cravings. I'm like a pregnant woman who's not actually pregnant. So I'll just be like, but I want chicken and dumplings. And then like two hours later, he'll just slide chicken and dumplings in front of me. So I'm really lucky that way. 
Also, follow Nick on Instagram because he's been posting some crazy fucking quarantine cooking videos. He made burgers today. Holy shit, you guys. My my iPhone facial recognition didn't recognize me yesterday. Oh. I think it's from all the food that I've been like nonstop stressing the last two and a half weeks. But, uh, yeah. My boss is your game, so go to his Instagram and follow him. <laughs> that you are right. This this quarantine really is the perfect storm for like the fact yeah, because it's no moving, and then it's high stress, so you... And you're surrounded by snacks. Yes, your yeah. snacks, yeah, yeah. So, like, anything healthy goes bad really quickly. Like, vegetables go bad in three days. <laughs> Lucky charms last a lifetime. <laughs> so, everything that's awful for you is, like, shelf-stable, and you can, like, you know stock up on stuff so it just it's just a perfect storm for gaining a lot of weight dude Whitmer is gonna become like a fucking michelin chef with like processed foods before we know it like he's literally gonna be able to like turn like reese's puffs and cheese whiz and like all that stuff that doesn't go stale into like these like culinary masterpieces. He added truffle salt to my Kraft mac and cheese today, and it was fucking delicious. He won't let me elevate her mac and cheese. Like, I'm very particular. I'm literally like I, I have to like sneak stuff. Like I snuck like when you make pasta, you if you keep the pasta water, you add it back to the pasta. It adds like some saltiness, and it helps it become more of a sauce. Like anything you put in it. So like I had to like lie to basically just be like oh no I'll make it the normal way and then add pasta water and do what I wanted to do and then tell her after she finishes eating eating it you literally are sneaking in good ingredients to your wife's food like a heartworm medication into a hot dog for a dog you're you're better than than Chris because I'm like oh I want spaghetti alright just like basic spaghetti no but you said no you said I want basic spaghetti. I was like, yeah. oh, I can make you a sauce with. I can actually yeah, make you like, pasta. And but you guys, I'm trying to be nice. No, so no, like, no, 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 no. You said I want. I want Jerry. Jerry. Pull out the divorce papers. Right, but then you. But at least Nick is sneaking it in. You're just like, okay. Well, so we'll go to the market. He's been a slide in Natasha more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, I still don't get your disagreement. And this is probably why Natasha orders food. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're probably going to get a divorce after this quarantine. I'm already calling. I've never said that before. Yeah. I'm kidding. This face is too cute. I can't. I'm like an app, I realized, for Sarah. Like, instead of Grubhub, she just, like, she'll mention chicken and dumplings, and I'll just start making it. <laughs> this new app, it's called the Husband. <laughs> Husband who needs attention and wants to impress people, so will cook for me. How much has your cooking gotten better? I mean, I know you're already, obviously, like, a pretty developed chef, Whit, but do you think you've improved? Uh, like during the quarantine or just yeah 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 during specifically during the quarantine the last week it's kind of like stand up where it's so incremental like I realize like right now I'm I'm a lot better of a cook than I was like a year ago but it's hard to like pinpoint exactly when I got better you know what I mean 
it's like increment. You just like learn a little trick here and there, and it like. That's why, yeah, I think you should like, cook. But I made the burgers tonight. We, I had a, the, I was making fries, potatoes, and they took longer than I expected, and like meat can dry out. But I remember that it's just something that I learned like a month ago that meat is like a sponge. So if you put meat in any type of juice, it'll eventually absorb the liquid as it cools down a little bit. So like I was a little worried that the burgers are going to dry out, but then I remembered that. So I just put the burgers in their own juices that they cooked in and put it under tinfoil and it, the burger just absorbed those juices. So it was like as juicy as it would have been if it just came out. So it's just like you just learn those little things and you just become better at it. That's why, and this is a honest point, is I don't think Sarah can necessarily appreciate that you're evolving as a chef because she gets it on a near daily basis. Whereas people like Christian and myself, like maybe if like once every six months you cooked us a nice dinner, maybe once every, and then I can tell you if you're improving or not. Yeah. And I'm willing to make that sacrifice for you. Like, I don't mind at all, for sure. It's so true. He'll cook, like, like the french fries tonight and, like, a whole burger and a whole meal. And I'll just be like, oh, my God, ketchup is so good. Like, I just fucking love ketchup. Slattering <laughs> it all over everything. But he's a, good, he's a good chef. I'm lucky. Meanwhile, he's made like a bourbon infused ketchup. Yeah. She didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new rule. Every time Christian, myself, or Whitmer says something kind of egregiously offensive, we say, oh dear. Anytime either of the couples says a nice, coupley, romantic thing, I'm saying, oh dear. From now on. <laughs> Speaking oh, of oh dear, I should I should have said this at the top. Um, I mentioned to you, this to you guys last week. This is our fifty two fifty second episode, which oh, was the year anniversary from when we started. Oh, oh wow! One year, most year. Cheers! Wow! Wow! Everyone's smacking wine glasses, and I am alone with. You know, no one. Uh, well, you know what we should talk about, guys. Um, well, it is, uh, and we if you we can dwell more on the one year anniversary if you'd like. You know, if anyone wants to take a victory lap. But if not, apparently <laughs> not. Any takers? No. All right. Do we? Why have we not talked about um, something that really inspired me in the last week? That actually really made me think really hard and got me really philosophical. Uh, the Imagine video with all the celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really touching. Change your life. Oh, my God, dude. That, yeah, that was, it really made a difference for me. Yeah. The, the video that we made, like, well, you guys made, we just participated in, was so fucking good. Yeah. Such an amazing video. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For those who do, who don't know, uh, the Imagine video I'm sure everyone has seen with all the celebrities singing Gal "Imagine" by John Lennon. Yeah, Gal Gadot led by. And so uh, my brother Jordan and I made a video because we were similarly inspired, where we got all of our comedy friends to sing 
Papa Roach's last resort. <laughs> but, you know, just trying to bring the world together with some just a beautiful message. Uh, the original song that Jordan pitched me on was uh, Du Haas by uh, Rammstein. <laughs> Wait, that's like the German metal band. At some point, Chris, can you sing something for us? Uh. She fucking hates me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I actually meant to, to sing something from your album. Like, could you actually properly sing for us at some point during oh, the podcast? Oh, my life two pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. I, honestly, uh, do you want me to sing a real song for you? Yeah. Love that. I'd like to be serious. Um, Can I have some more wine before he begins, please? <laughs> no, what the fuck? Natasha's like, I just want to feel something. <laughs> but this sound Natasha gets people to do shit, she just implies that it's already happening and should have started happening. Like, it's fucking genius. <laughs> this is how I get my refunds. <laughs> yeah, you'll make that yeah. payment to my bank, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. You know, uh, if you're, re- yeah, if you're referencing Natasha, how I'm working on a second music album, or you're referencing Bread on Buble, available on vinyl now. This is sneak into something new. Uh, you know, guys, I'm actually not ready. I don't feel like my voice <laughs> is in presentation condition. And I told you, and you guys have a sneak peek at what my little scheme is, is the second music album I'm making, which I will not divulge the concept of until it is out, I told myself uh, it's going to be released in conjunction with another stand-up hour, and I told myself, what's more unexpected? I think the concept I'm really happy with, and then the next most unexpected thing I could do is become an actually kind of okay singer. Yeah. And I think that will be funnier in the long run because it's something that you don't see coming because you expect me to be another little asshole again. And then guess what? Turns out I've been training in the shadows. <laughs> Brett pitched me a new concept album. It was He wanted to cover a Wu-Tang album. But the only thing that he did was the N-words, and he let them do all the rest. Oh, my gosh. That's an HR nightmare. Am I right, Natasha? Get me off Uh, the line, please. Well, Whitmer, you are sort of referencing what my third music album will be, which I will divulge that now. And my third album, and this is true, I'm going to call it, uh, I'm going to call, I won't say album two, but album three is going to be called uh, something like just the skits, and I'm gonna do covers of the most famous rap skits in history. <laughs> Only the skits. So whatever the top fifteen most famous skits are, I probably won't say you know that one word on them. I'll probably leave those words. What word? Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brad. Uh, Natasha, you're the darkest among us. You go ahead. <laughs> Chris is actually darker than me. Are we talking about skin tone here? What do you call Brett on the blacks? Brett on the blacks. Oh, God. Well, Christian, yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, just the skits. Album three. It'll be dropped in two to three years. I pitched that one to the record label executive I reached out to. He also liked that one. Yeah. 
Um, so I hope he signs me because that would make give me credibility, which would make this weird piece of, I suppose, perform comedy performance art, if I can call it that, as arrogant as that sounds, and as much as I deserve to be punched in the nose for saying that, but. It will make it so much funnier because it gives it a weird legitimacy that people will wonder where the fuck it came from. Yeah. So. Here, anyway. Fingers crossed. What were we talking about? So, uh, in all this to say, Natasha, the voice ain't ready yet. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a showman. You got to build a little bit of expectation. Fine. Watch my voice still suck. I'm trying really hard though, guys. I really am. I'm literally practicing for 30 minutes to an hour every day. Just the scales. Just the scales. And I'm watching. This is what my tax money is paying for for your. Hey, well, I mean, you requested to hear a snippet of it, so clearly you care. The arts matter, too. Oh, um, when are you going back to New York, Brett? I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know yet. As soon as Whitmer promises me a delicious meal, how's that? Yeah. Want to come stay with us? You, yeah, I, I mean, I've been living with an infectious disease doctor, so you probably don't want me at your place. Yeah. Uh, my sister is said infectious disease doctor, FYI. Women can be doctors? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, that, that's what our podcast has become. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's I, like, I, I, I tell you. Syracuse asked you if she can put, put lipstick, lipstick on me. Like, what is this? In three days, you're gonna be like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. The drag queen, big rig. No, you're not putting lipstick on me. It's not happening. You think you're doing it. You're not putting lipstick If you don't let me do this, you don't love me. Okay, well, first thing, with that? If you don't love me. What's that? <laughs> said it. Let me do it. We gotta put the lipstick on now. Can't even see. Oh, yes, we that's can. gonna be on YouTube. Wow. So, people who are listening are just so you know, Nick Wimmer is having lipstick <laughs> He's before on. Lipstick right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how do you feel, Nick? Do you feel alive? I love men now. <laughs> just like that. Great shade of red. Really good I feel like Whitmer's gonna be up at like 2 a.m. tonight putting him back on. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck you. <laughs> I just never felt so alive. He's tucking his dick in between his legs, <laughs> spreading Singing a Judy Garland yeah. song. <laughs> You're wasting my tissues on that? Well, you put it on me, so what am I supposed to do? I had to say, I was telling Chris uh, over the weekend, I forgot what it's like to go to a bar and hang out with a friend. Oh, yeah. Like, that seems like a past memory. I don't know. Overrated. Overrated. In your underwear on the couch is what's in now. (laughs) Putting lipstick on your husband, that's the new activity. (laughs) I feel like yeah, it's it those 
Like we uh, we went to the uh, the park and we let Beavis off his leash and he's playing with all these small dogs. And then the owners of the dogs were like talking us from like ten feet away. They wanted us to like join their dog park group. So we said sure. So they took down my number and they text like when they're all going to the dog park. But we'd like we showed up today and again it's like everybody just standing ten feet apart from each other and like just kind of going hi nice to meet you yeah you know like yelling at each other it's just weird it's just a surreal thing to meet somebody and not shake their hand and like yeah. it's just it's yeah we when we're walking outside people are literally like they're if we were brushing by somebody i don't move they move but they move like six feet away and it's so i don't know it's so fascinating if I can get this noise that Beavis makes on the podcast, I'll be really happy. Beavis makes weird noise. Let's see if I can do it. I'm sorry. I gotta just step in here and say this has got to be the most unlistenable. Really? Really? Okay. Did you hear that noise? Is anybody listening? That my dog makes that noise. Why? This is becoming less of a podcast and more of a social experiment of quarantined people losing their minds. Yeah. <laughs> lost my mind. She's trying to put lipstick on the dog now. We're done. We've lost it. We're good. <laughs> now, perhaps I should. You know, I do have a list of topics written down. Um, Oh, Brett came prepared. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> how does Natasha make me seem like the asshole? <laughs> I'm, so, I, I'm sorry. You're right. You know what? No, I will Let's stop. Let's go to your agenda. Let's go to the agenda. No, 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 no. I, you know what? You're right. Let's just do free form. Uh, do you want to shave Christian's armpits? What do you want to do? Natasha, <laughs> go get that razor, girl. <laughs> Right. What do you got on the docket? No, I feel like a fucking nerd now, and oh man. Right. I like when you ask questions. Ask a good question. I. That's. What I. I feel like I've become this like Chris Harrison style host in the last like who's just like asks the questions to each couple. And then it's like, I'm like not really contributing. I'm just like facilitating. So when Christian leaves the seat up, how does that make you feel, Natasha? He doesn't. I trained him well. It's just therapy at this point. Dude, that's, and that, that's the thing. Women, that's something you guys can do. And it's so arrogant. You guys get to say, we trained you. Fuck that. No, he came, he came trained. He came trained. His mom raised him well, I think. You're still saying trained. <laughs> oh, sorry. He was trained at birth. Is that? <laughs> no, I know, I know. He's got some more training to do, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> I'm untrainable, all right? You can't put a leash on a fucking, I don't know, bloodhound. What maybe? Oh, you're a bloodhound? <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my, uh, I don't know. I thought it would be fun, and here's a topic I wrote down as the uh, as the Jeff Probst of the Odier podcast. Uh, I think that it would be fun to sort each other into Harry Potter houses. I'm I'm down. Uh, the, the, I'm down. The move with this this is the hack of this move. 
You just put someone who you think will be upset into Hufflepuff, and they'll immediately get angry. All I have to do is go, Brad, I think you'd be Hufflepuff, and you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Wrong. I love Hufflepuff, and I actually think I'm a Hufflepuff, and I've come to accept that, and I realize that it's actually the best house. Wow. Really? Do you want to know why? They're loyal. They're loyal. They're actually all happy, and they're not self-obsessed. Yeah. Maybe I don't fall into the it for that reason, but no, I'm just kidding. I hope I am. Uh, Hufflepuff is the best house because it's the kindest people. That's what we all should be want to be Hufflepuffs. Everyone's so like achievement oriented or highly ambitious, and if we just were all Hufflepuff, society would be a great place. That's such a Hufflepuff thing to say, Brett. <laughs> thank you. Honestly, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We get there and just want to say, you're a bitch! <laughs> First of all, and I are definitely Slytherin. A hundred percent, we're Slytherin. I want to say this. I think Natasha is Slytherin, Sarah is Slytherin, Christian is absolutely Slytherin, that catty gay Christian. <laughs> and, and Whitmer, honestly, no disrespect to it, I don't think you got into Hogwarts. I think you're homes. I think I think you're homeschooled muggle. I think you're a homeschooled muggle. I, I think you're the same thing you are now. <laughs> Even in the hair. I did this character yesterday because Will Posden texted me. He has, a, he has a podcast about Harry Potter. And I did this character as a guy who went to Hogwarts and he was like, oh, dude, Harry just made all that shit up. Like, that's not even true. <laughs> like, he's like, he was like, wait, you, you went to Hogwarts? He's like, how come you don't do magic? I was like, it's not really any reason to. It's kind of overrated. Once you learn how to do it, kind of, like, who cares? You know? That's really funny. It's just like, he was, he was like, uh, I was, he was like, oh, what about Professor Sprout? I was like, oh, Professor Sprout, known pedophile. Not at all to know this. <laughs> you, you know why Neville was so nervous all the time? It's because the third day, fucking Sprout took him behind Hagrid's condo. And that's true. Hagrid had a condo. Like, he didn't live in a, a shed. He had con- like, he was taken care of. Like, Harry made all this shit up, dude. I don't like him. He's a liar. Wait, are you saying this is a figment of Harry's imagination because he just lived under a staircase? No, he literally just um, he, he he became like a like a star, so he like embellished the whole story to like get more followers on Instagram. Oh, you know what I mean, like he just exaggerated all the shit that really didn't happen. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't think this podcast should go up. I think we need, <laughs> I think we need a redo. <laughs> well, wait, we can't let this podcast go by without me shouting out your number one fan, my father, Jan Ashy, who, when he watches this, will probably be texting me at every joke. <laughs> Because that's what he did last time. So, so hey, Dad. Actually, and I want to reach out. Yeah, the one joke we've had. I want to reach out to uh, Dan Ashey. Shout out Dan Ashey, uh, number one fan. And I do want to ask, and I want to ask all of our listeners, let us know if this episode really stunk. Yeah. Let us know. We're all the time. All the time, podcast hosts and anyone who makes anything is going, give me five stars. 
Let me know in the comments who's great. Just tell me this one. You know, we didn't really bring it that week. We've kind of been stuck. Haven't been generating much life experience because our life experience is only tied to the news and what we're reading. So we have nothing to talk about. I'm not. I, I'm starting to realize I might not be friends with you guys. I have, a, I have a question for the group. What do you guys think about um, like WrestleMania still doing their sporting their big Super Bowl with no nobody in the audience? What I heard Natasha, your question was, is what do you think of grown men still being into WrestleMania? And uh, uh, no, I think that. Uh, Christian, didn't you say it's WrestleMania? It's proof that he's just like a sociopath who can't be told no. Yeah, Vince McMahon is Vince crazy. McMahon. Uh, he's friends with Donald Trump, and is he basically has the same opinion as Donald Trump? Like, let's just go back to work in, in a week. Uh, so he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't canceled WrestleMania. So now WrestleMania is going to be in a very small building over two nights. Rob Gronkowski's the host of WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be done in an empty arena. And instead of like postponing it and like maybe making some money later on, they're still having it because for the sake of just, I guess, pettiness or, I don't know, stubbornness? I, I really don't know. That's so dumb. Man, Natasha, I'm so, I'm so jealous, jealous, jealous you get to watch that, that with Christian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. I literally had to sit through one episode, not WrestleMania, but a wrestling, WWE. Yeah. And nobody was in the audience. And it's like, and they're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they did a really like, bad job. Oh, they did a bad job. So the wrestlers go out there and start doing it, they must feel so dumb. That's what, that, exactly. But, like, I guarantee you, if this keeps going on, one of them is just going to, like, turn the camera and be like, all right, it's fake. All right? It's fake. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. What the, why are we doing this? How do, you be a, how do you be a heel when there's nobody to yell at you? Exactly, yeah. It's really... It's just now, now it's going to come across as just really mean. Yeah. That's really funny. They're like they're like somewhere in Florida in an empty building making fun of Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is, yeah, yeah. Part of me is glad that at least one institution is like, you know what, we're not gonna let the terrorists win. It's the least essential one though <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like nobody needs a NASCAR show to like keep going or like a do monster you, truck show do you mean that Christian yeah of course I would like I'm happy as a fan that they're doing it I guess like not even happy I'm curious to see what it's gonna look like and, but I'm also a little disappointed because I'm like this is gonna be lame lame as fuck I think, I think it, it also bears down how bad the script can really be. Yeah. When it's not inner, like the the crowd reaction yes. is the most important part of the show. Kind of in a way like stand up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the crowd reaction is. You know. I was asking him like, what would you would you guys do like a virtual comedy show? Is that even like was that too lame? Not in stand-up format. I, I just don't. You can do like a, some like obviously comedy can be made in any format, but I think stand-up comedy literally it is live is yeah like like essential. That's like 
you need a microphone and a crowd and sometimes not even a microphone but you do need a crowd i mean it's like even like like sitcoms that tape and they don't even perform in front of a live audience even that they dub in a sound uh, a laugh track because it just feels unnatural for not there not to be a laugh yeah and stand-up is even more so like where it's weird like yeah. You, you can, can do it. You, you can, can do, do a, a different, different format of something. something. Like, like when you, you make, make a sketch, sketch you don't have, have to. You know, like there's no like audience participation in a sketch, sketch really. Uh, but it's, it's just, just weird, weird for stand up. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do it. It's it's odd. Because it would just be like. So I went to the store the other day, and a guy looked at me, and he was gay. Let me. Can I ask you guys about a scheme I'm gonna do? Of course. Did you see the article about Josh Gad? Is every night he'll read a children's book to your children. Did you yeah. see that? You know what? I've had enough of him. I'll be honest. I, uh, it's enough with that guy. <laughs> I'm so in agreement with you, and my girlfriend loves Josh Gad. Josh Gad. And everything about him bothers me. Yeah. He put out a video of him crying about this. Just why? Just he has a lot of unearned self-love. He has too much confidence for a guy who looks and acts like him. In my it's opinion, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Book of Mormon. Uh, huge fan of Olaf in Frozen. Mm-hmm. And that's about it for me and Josh Gad. He, he seems like the kind of person who would be so obnoxious to be around. Like everything would be about him, and he he would you know he would somehow make it about him, but he would also be like. Not self-aware enough to know he's coming across as full of shit. Aww. I disagree. I like you, Josh Gad. I'll hang out with you, I buddy. Well, I, that, I don't know. That It's annoying because all that is is his agent was like, hey, man, you got to find work somehow. And he, it's like more cynical that it's for kids because it makes it feel like it's nice, but it's actually sadder because it's a parent not reading to their kid and letting this fucking guy do it. Also, Josh Gad has kids. Like, he's not even reading to his kids. He's reading to his kids. Probably Shut up! Daddy's got to read a book to American Get out of here! <laughs> Your dad is reading other kids' stories! Leave me alone! You know Whitmer doesn't like a person when he does that voice. Yeah. Get <laughs> out. Uh, so he's Josh Gad will read your kids a book every night. I have decided, and I think I'll actually execute this, that I will now be reading uh, excerpts from the screenplay of The Irishman to adults every night if they want to tune in. Are you going to do the voices? Like we. Uh, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's to be seen. We'll see what comes out. Um, I probably will be doing a very bad De Niro, okay. and very bad Pacino, yeah. and an even worse Pesci. Yeah. But, but I think. Uh, I, I would listen to it. I'm in. I'm totally in. As long as you don't call the characters the characters' names. As long as you go like, and then Joe Pesci said, <laughs> blah blah blah. 
<laughs> but then Robert De Niro said. <laughs> what was it, Christian? About you, you and I were talking about like um, <laughs> a movie where like what was it called? It was called like. It had, it had a, a name, name of, like, like it was something like, like Medicine Man, Man or something, and then you're like, and then Medicine Man. Yeah, I like whenever a movie, like, um, whenever somebody uses the title of a movie to describe it. So, like, if it was like um, The Sixth Man or something, like, the movie was called The Sixth Man, but like the character is like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he, he plays a guy named Rupert. Myers or something you're like and then six man jumped through the window <laughs> it's like when a dumb person oh, you do it with domino man, man i think or something, or something like that, that. And you're like, like and then domino man was like jesus christ dude what 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 is the theory when they use the name of the script explains a movie to you and they use the they use the title of the character they use the title of the movie to like tell you what the character's doing so if the movie's like Demolition Man and the character's name is Archie Miller, they'll just be like, and then Demolition Man jumps through the window and breaks all the <laughs> They call him by the, yes, yeah, exactly. And then, oh, and then John Q took his son to the hospital. Well, John Q is his real name at least, but like, it's like it's Cinderella Man, you know what I mean? And then like, oh yeah. So you call him Cinderella Man instead of that character's name? That is, uh, yeah, that is, a. Uh, I like when they do that. Christian, you have another theory about movies that I've loved, and it's been on the docket to talk about for a while. And it's such a juicy, it's such a good topic that part of me doesn't want to waste it on this episode. Oh, but I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, and the theory, and I love oh, it very much. Is what what Christian? I said you shouldn't waste it on yeah. this episode. <laughs> All right, we're gonna save it. How's that? I love these cliffhangers that you don't know when it's gonna be unhung. I know, dude. We did a we did a hard tease at the end of one one episode like three or four weeks ago. We're like next week we'll talk about it, and then we never did. <laughs> what was it? I forget. It was like a. Brett said something about it had something to do with Christian, and Christian said something, or Christian had a theory. Well, it's just I just oh. have this huge re- I just have this huge revelation about Christian that needs to be revealed. <laughs> you know, I like I like making it sound like it's a bomb, like it's like a news bomb. We got a bombshell so, announcement next week. Yeah, so we have those two things, I guess. Now that the great thing is, is like I don't even know what it is. I don't think Christian does either. So it's like a tease for everybody else too, like for us too, not just everybody else. I'm positive I know what the movie thing is because we talked about it and we talked about how it would be a good topic. I actually talked to this about, talked with this about, uh, dude, I'm so drunk I can't, I can't. (laughs) I talked about this, I talked about this with Todd and he, Todd Portnowitz, a friend of the show. Shout out to Todd. Shout out to Todd. He had some good thoughts about this as well so that's Todd, yeah save it now yeah now todd portnowitz is in on the circle of trust please don't tell anyone what it is <laughs> um yeah so before this by the way so there's these like instagram challenges and stuff going on so one of them was like the shot one so sarah and i got tagged by a friend of ours who's who did a shot so then you take a shot and make the video and tag like 10 other people and they have to do a shot so I we did it before the podcast and I we sent it to Christian and Natasha so they had to do a shot, and uh, 
The funny thing is Jordan Raybould has sent me, I think, two different stories, and then somebody else did did me a story. There's another one going around where you do 10 push-ups and then tag 10 friends and do 10 push-ups. And I didn't do any of the push-ups, but I immediately were like, yeah, let's do the shot line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got tagged on Jordan's ten push-up thing. I was like, ah, I'll skip that one. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that one. A shot, you say? I'm in. Let's do that. But no, I'm not not doing that. We're not we're not friends if you're tagging me in a push-up challenge. Yeah. Like, you tag me in a shot challenge. It's a different story. And then Natasha, and then she goes. And on that note, I would like to challenge Brett to do ten push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Do you drink? Sometimes. Eh, eh, not really. My theory is if I drink, I'm getting drunk, but I don't really like to waste the calories. Okay. Because my, I go, I like ice cream more than beer. If I have a beer or two, that's another scoop or two less of ice cream I can eat. Right. So I, I would rather utilize my unhealthiness on different forms of of desserts or or treating myself it sounds like a 10 year old oh. responding to that by the way so it, it, do you think <laughs> so i think it's ice cream then, <laughs> then oh I, it's, it's kind of funny it's true though it's I, I don't want to drink i don't drink because i don't want it to get into my way of eating fruit roll-ups <laughs> <laughs> It's, if it's I fucking good, drink one beer, it's two less fruit roll-ups I can't have. <laughs> but listen, he's like, I'm not gonna drink because I. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's like I'm not gonna drink because I got Max's sixth birthday party coming up. <laughs> Dude, if I drink that drink, I can't have gushers later. <laughs> <laughs> It's but here's the thing is it's childish but it's also mature because it's a form of like denying of gratification which oh, is, is kind of is. mature. I'm proud of you because for me I just drink beer and eat ice cream. I'm just like eh. <laughs> so like there is a there is an adultness going on for me to execute my childishness. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I just. I see the world in very, I really do see the world in just like, I, I like to think I really am like very utility based and I like to, I think of myself sometimes as trying to always maximize small moments of time. I don't maximize my time in a large way in that I'll fucking spend the first 30 minutes of my day on my phone like an idiot and I'll spend the last 45 minutes day on my phone like an idiot just reading or scrolling and effectively doing nothing but I maximize time in little ways in that I have I told you about how I only do like if I'm micro like have I told you about my workout plan yeah. the mic the microwave I do the what I call the microwave workout plan which is whenever I'm microwaving anything I'm doing push-ups because <laughs> I go that's that's 50 seconds to like a, a 150 seconds that I'm not going to do anything else with that time. So I might as well slightly improve myself by doing push-ups. How I'm often not gonna... do you microwave food? A lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be jacked by now. I, I, you would think, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm, even if I'm just holding the plank, I'm still doing something because I'm still like, I'm, just a little bit improving. It's just I'm making that time a little bit better, and then I'm fucking eating Totino's pizza rolls. So it's like, 
So it's, I don't want to ask, like, I, do you microwave Tostino's pizza rolls? Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, if you could put them in the oven, they would taste so much better. And Nick is probably, Dude, I don't, you have to bake fry them for a bit. I, that's no, fuck you, Whitmer. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, I pan sear them in duck fat. And then I. Well, you know what's funny is I did, I did make a. I, as I, we were getting quarantine food, and I actually got a thing of Tostino's pizza rolls. And what I did is I, I put like a Parmesan cheese, crushed red pepper, oregano, and olive oil all over them, and then put them in the oven. What? And they're actually like pretty good. They're good on their own. Uh, I don't know about that. I, they're fine. I mean, they are good. That's not true. They are. They they are good. They're they're so satisfying. Um, but you know, really I just feel like the, when you put them in the microwave, they're always like soggy and like, yeah. Gross. I don't like. I actually don't cook anything in the microwave because yeah, I think it cooks everything terribly. It, it, it keep it it hook it cooks things unevenly. It makes things soggy and soft. I don't like anything in the microwave. Yeah, but then when am I gonna do push-ups? Well, that's gonna say. I was gonna say I never do push-ups. That's you know. Well, you put maybe I start do using the microwave more. So Whitmer, you could also technically say you do the push-up workout, the microwave <laughs> workout too. It's just you avoid the microwave. Yeah. Every time I put something in the microwave, I do push-ups too. Every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the microwave is obviously the shittiest way to cook something, but it's also the fastest. It's also something that I'm like crazy that I. It's one of the most take for granted things in a kitchen because it's like that's uh, from the Jetsons. It's in a box and then it's yeah. heated. I I don't know. My, does it use radioactive microwave? That's waste? the thing. It can't be good for you. It's like fucking yeah. nuclear waste or some shit. Like there's no way. Like I think if a microwave door was open, that like you would die. Like I think you would die. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, if you put like a like a hand or a human body part in a microwave, it will blow up. Uh, yeah. It's going to yeah, it puffs up and then it uh, yeah, exactly. Separate form? How do you know that? Listen, that they teach you in HR. <laughs> this podcast will not be heard, right? This is, this is the She's podcast. like, because I don't want to tell you how I know by putting a separate hand in a microwave. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Natasha's like, yeah, it's really interesting to watch what happens to rabbits when they're in a microwave. Too. When somebody yeah. doesn't issue you a refund, how you put yeah. a hand in a microwave? <laughs> 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 yep, Natasha is the type of person that, in a different era, you totally would have sent a hand in the mail to someone. <laughs> In a different era, you mean now, because in the early 2000s, he was definitely doing that. <laughs> I, uh, when I was a kid, we found like a, like a cockroach, and my dad put it in the microwave, and it literally exploded. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And which I thought was really dumb, because like, now you have to clean up cockroach guts. Like, even me, as like a seven-year-old, was like, "Is that a good idea?" Well, what was the rationale? Because it's hard to that kill shows you what it does to anything living. It, it literally it blows them up. Oh. And you're like, "Dad, you could have just done a peep, and it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would have been like a colorful Easter snack thing." Oh, so the so the the point was to show you what it does to living things. I think the point is, is like, this is what happens during nuclear holocausts. 
I don't know why, honestly. I don't remember the reason. I remember the reason why. I just remember it happening, and I was like, that's really odd. He did it to scare off the other cockroaches. (laughs) 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 Yeah, my dad to cockroaches is like the Bill Clinton to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was in a I was in an apartment with my friend uh, Brian. We were roommates. And then one day this kid came over and we would always go to his house and be like, for some reason, I guess he thought we were like crazy or something. I don't know why he got the impression we were like, like nuts or something. So he, to like sort of ingratiate himself when he came over to our place, he immediately took like three or four of our forks, put them in the microwave and just put it on high and put it for like two minutes. Oh my God. Just let it go. And he, and I, I was like, what are you doing? And then. He just laughed in my face like maniacally, like, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" What'd you do? I was just watching. Nothing. <laughs> what? What was his point? He's just a psycho. He was just like, he was like, I think he, he was like, oh, I thought you guys were crazy. I just wanted to be crazy for you guys. <laughs> like, I, that's the only way I can interpret. It, it was such a bizarre moment in my life. I, I never like really kind of put it together. You know how um, when you were a kid, did you ever put like brute cologne on your hand and light your hand on fire? What? No. Oh my god. No. Okay, Wait, Whitmer, I gotta pause you and say your attempts to make relatable childhood stories. So, you know when you're a kid and you skin a live boar, you guys know when you like we're all. What is it, brute cologne? Yeah. So like. We, you put brute cologne on your hand and you light it on fire. Your hand is on fire, but you don't feel it because it's actually burning off the alcohol. And then by the time the fire dissipates, it doesn't. It's it burns off all the alcohol and then it dies. So you basically have your hand on fire without feeling any pain. It's actually pretty cool. It sounds actually pretty dope. So we used to do that, and then I had an idea. So I, I have a big I actually have a football card collection that my dad recently mailed to me, but I had a lot more football cards when I was a kid and we hated the um the Dallas Cowboys. So like to impress my friend in my basement I was pouring like brute cologne on a Dallas Cowboys football card and lighting it on fire. And we were just like just catching cards on fire for fun in my basement. And then all of a sudden the smoke detector upstairs started going off <laughs> and my stepdad like put somehow put two and two together and like got so fucking mad he like slapped me in the face. He was so angry. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, I was awesome. <laughs> no, but that's very relatable. Christian, have you ever gotten in hand to hand combat with your stepdad as as a child? I was gonna say, I think um Brett, were you ever hit as a kid? I was spanked, yeah. Oh, spanked, spanked, spanked was like the luxury thing. I know. Like all the, yeah, exactly. I feel like Brett's face when he goes, "Yeah, I was spanked." I was spanked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a deep stare. Thought about all the spanking. He, he had it like, uh, you're like, like he had it like he was proud. Like, yeah, you're damn right. My parents disciplined me. Like, yeah, that's so accurate. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel like so, anybody like, who's gotten spanked thinks it's a good idea. You know, it's, let it's me, a, such a weird thing. Uh, spanking is it now? Well, can I, wait, what was your point? Sorry. No, my point is that, like I feel like everybody who got spanked goes like, "Yeah, I was spanked. It was 
yeah, it was great. Like, that's made me a fucking badass. Or, like, it gave me, like, so much character. But then, like, they're, if you ask them, they're like, hey, would you, Brett, would you ever spank your kids? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I might backhand them, you know what I mean? So, wait, let's go through real quick everyone's levels of being hit by their parents. Christian with the chancla, what was it? <laughs> yeah, the chancla and there, the belt. The be- actually? Yeah, belt. Which end? Uh, the middle. Like you fold the belt yeah. and then. Did the ever parents ever do like that snap thing with the belt where they no. fold it and they? Yeah. Yeah, interrogate you. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking torture. I know. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Natasha, was that yours? Um, I've been hit by a belt by um, a hanger. Um, I've never seen a metal hanger just go flat straight in like a matter of like a second. But my brother and I would try to outrun my mom because she was a single mother. So we would try to run in zigzags. So mm, you know, you're literally thing one and thing two. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, level um, of pit. I was like a level one. If level ten is being beaten with the middle part of the belt or an a uh, wire hanger, I was like a one. My Jewish Italian mom would give me the. She would like threaten me with the backhand, but wouldn't actually do it. And then my dad spanked me once because I wouldn't stop saying Jesus Christ, and he felt like I was taking the Lord's name in vain. Wow. So, that's it. Was that at your wedding? When was that? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was another thing that went wrong at our wedding. That's so funny. Um, Whitmer, what, did you take a butt of a rifle to the face when you were eight? <laughs> my dad would... Uh, Toss me a K bar tactical knife and engage me in hand to hand combat. Get in the circle. <laughs> Again, I just want to point out that he named a brand. That is. That is a brand. I don't know that reference, but I know it's true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we had the my dad. We had the belt, but for the honestly, it was more of a threat than anything. I think I got hit with a belt once. Lucky. Um, yeah, but I was also like taught with. I was like, I had a gun in my hand when I was like nine years old, maybe eight. So it's hard to threaten someone with a belt. And you're like, I know how to use a gun, bitch. <laughs> you think you're gonna scare me with a belt? You better whip out that fucking forty-five. <laughs> Brett, what about you? Uh, just spanked. You know, spanked, soap in the mouth. Um, that's really a thing? I, think that's like, I actually think that's bad. I find soap in the mouth like a weird... When I, I would that. cuss, yeah. So I had a, a bar of soap in your mouth to stop yeah, you from my, cussing. Yeah my, mom, yeah, my mom would be like, get, if you cuss, get over here, get by the sink. And would just put a little, like, on her hands and put, like, some, you know... My stepdad didn't like the way I said crap one time. Yeah. Uh, I said it like shit, basically. I was like, crap. And uh, he put cayenne pepper on my tongue. Oh. That was bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. It was I feel like fun. everybody's going to start crying soon. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't make me wear the ghillie suit. (laughs) (laughs) He made me do watch it the night shift. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you want to wrap this bad boy up there? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. For some time. I kind of shouted still. Uh, I feel like to- it's, it's almost like just a like we just just literally did like a FaceTime call that we can just hang up and then <laughs> yeah. weirdly tomorrow it'll be broadcasted up to the world. Yeah. I think you guys need to redo tomorrow without the girls. No drinks. Just do your regular <laughs> show. This was just a catch up. No, this was good. We had some good yeah. stuff in here. There's some, yeah. there's some quality stuff in this. And you know what? The listeners, they can choose when to stop listening. Yeah. And I am ready to face their ire, their harsh criticism of Christian and Whitmer's performance today. That is fine. <laughs> we want to hear from you, oh dear nation. If we suck today, give us a bad review on iTunes and let us know. We want to hear it. Go ahead. Tweet the angry thing, message, do whatever. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> no, just kidding. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks, that has guys. been a quarantine episode of Oh Dear. Stay safe, wash your hands, and all that. Happy one year. Happy oh, yeah, one year. baby. One year. Where's that?